worship with Paisley St George's. Welcome to those here in person and welcome to those listening or watching. For those of you watching, we're glad that normal service has been resumed and the words are available on the screens again this week. I lift up my eyes. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth. Let us come now and worship him. We worship God by standing, if we're able, to sing hymn number 348, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness, and we'll sing this to the tune of the Austrian hymn. Hymn number 348, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness.
And now let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. O Lord, our God, the earth is full of your glory and the beauty of your creation. The earth is full of your glory and the love of your Son. The earth is full of your glory and the power of your Spirit. And so we come before you to worship you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. You are a faithful God. You are faithful to us and your promises never fail. Throughout history, you have led people to start again in a new place. You called Nicodemus to experience spiritual birth. You call us to let you do something new in our lives. We come to hear your call today. Living God, forgive us when we've not paid attention to your words. Forgive us when we miss the point or we've not tried to understand your ways. Forgive us when we've not had the courage to bring our faith into the open. Forgive us when we've stifled our curiosity and questions because we fear the answers we may get. Forgive us when we've created more stumbling blocks than stepping stones. Make us new again in Jesus' name. For the Lord shall keep us from all evil. It is the Lord who shall keep all our souls. Know that those who repent are forgiven through the love of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And hear us now as we pray together in the words Jesus taught his followers, his disciples. Praying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Morning, Haley. It's good to see you. And you know what? I forgot my bag this morning. I'm not having a good morning. So I stuck what I was going to put in the bag in my pocket. A pack of happy family cards. Are they all there? Do you want to have a wee look and see? You don't think so, do you? No. No. Okay. Well, this was going to be the other challenge if I'd got lots of boys and girls was to go and find all the other cards. They're all around the church. So how about you look for two families rather than look for all the families? How would that, right? Well, I've got, some, I've got one of each family member here. So you can choose two to, to, look at, to look for. Who do you want to look for? Okay, you're going to look for the Green family and the Constable family. Does anyone else want to help by going to look for families? Thank you, Irene. Do you, look for a Do you want to look for two families? Just one? Right, thank you. Anyone else want to look for a family or will we make do with four families? Muriel, thank you. You want to look for a couple of families? Thank you. Okay. Right, I'll look for a family as well then. Anyone else? Kenny, since you've spoke. There you go, you can look for two families. Right. So I'm looking for chalk. Oh, there you go. I'm looking for the chalk family. Chalk family, thank you. By chance I was left with that one. Other chalk family? Is that a chalk? No. <laughs> another chalk, another member of the chalk family. Thank you, Hayley. Four in each family. There's four in each family. I've got one more chalk to find. Four in each family. There's four in each family. Yes. Oh, you've never played Happy Families? Oh, okay. Oh, well done, Ivy. Excellent. I'm still looking for chalk. 
which is one more chalk somewhere lurking. I've got the advantage of having a microphone. I can shout. Thank you, Ian. Huge 
I'm trying to remember, is it 8 billion or 9 billion people in the world? I can't quite remember. It's a huge number of people in the world. We are part of that family. So let's all remember that. I'm going to sing the hymn the choir sang to start with. We're going to sing hymn number 684, The Lord Created Families. continues on Tuesday evening from 7 until 8pm in the Outreach Centre. Digital Skills for the Confused on Tuesday morning, 10 to 12 noon at the Outreach Centre. Wednesday morning, 10 to 12 noon at the Outreach Centre, we have the cooking demonstrations, knitting, sewing and crafts, all sorts of things going on then. The Connect Hub meets this Tuesday, 7th of March, from 1.30 to 3pm, and that, as we know, is an informal time of worship with tea, coffee and chat. The Guild meets tomorrow evening at 7.30. The guests are the Rays of Hope Cancer Support Group. Friendlier this Tuesday at 2pm in this building for a quiz. And with, as with all of these events, everyone is welcome. Safeguarding training. All available training sessions are now full. So if you didn't get your name down in time, you're going to have to watch out for the next one. Training is mandatory. Ladies' afternoon tea on Saturday the 18th of March at 2pm. Tickets, £7, available from the men's breakfast team and at the tea bar after worship. You will have got in your intimations this morning a little slip about the trip to Dumfries House, the change of date to the 15th of April, and all the details are there. Oh, an afternoon tea in Dumfries House itself. For those of you who haven't been to Dumfries House, it is absolutely beautiful, and the grounds are stunning. It's a place well worth a visit. So the booking slips are in the usual places, all the entrances and the silver boxes are in place once again. Or give your name or slip to any of the committee members. So, a chance for an outing. I think probably our first outing as St George's. So there you go. And to me it sounds like a good day out. Now, the Kirk session is called to meet at the close of worship this morning. And the latest and we hope final draft of the Presbytery plan has now been circulated and is available on the Presbytery's website. 
you will be pleased to hear that St George's is allocated one full-time Minister of Word and Sacrament. This plan will be put before the Presbytery on the 18th of March, at which meeting St George's is cited to appear, requiring this next notice to be read today and next Sunday. The Presbytery of Clyde will meet in the Shinnan Parish Church, Old Greenock Road in Shinnan, Renfrew, PA4 9PE, on Saturday the 18th of March 2023 at 10am. Dear Minister Session Clerk Interim Moderator, at a special meeting constituted for the purpose of finalising the Presbytery Mission Plan, Presbytery will discuss the draft Mission Plan proposals for the cluster in which your congregation is located. Your congregation sits within cluster C and we anticipate that consideration of this cluster will commence at 11.15am on the 18th of March. Your congregation is cited to attend in its interest and is entitled to respond to the report through the contribution of one person representing the congregation. Indications of a desire to contribute to the debate should be made to the Presbytery Clerk and I have the Clerk's details and they're asking for these prior to the meeting. The Kirk Session and I will continue to keep you all informed as we move through this process. As I intimated last week, the funeral of the late May McCulloch will be held at Woodside Crematorium on Wednesday the 8th of March at 2.30pm. And it is with sadness that I intimate the death of two more of our members, Alex Craig and Nan Carter. As yet, I have no details of Alex's funeral. Nan's funeral will take place at the Harlot Crematorium on Thursday the 16th of March at 3pm. I ask that you would keep Alex and Nan's and May's families in your prayers in the days and weeks to come. These are all the intimations. Believing in God isn't easy. For it takes us into the realms of that which defies human language and stretches our minds to the limit. We cannot hear or see God in the way we see and hear other things. We cannot prove his existence or even adequately define him. We struggle to reconcile what we believe with numerous aspects of daily life. All of that can make Christian belief seem far removed from the real world, to the point that we might even dismiss it altogether. Yet, if we find it hard sometimes to keep faith, we should remember that many have struggled before us. And so it was for Nicodemus, whom we'll hear about in our scripture reading. A respected and learned rabbi, he of all people, might have been expected to have no problem discussing the finer points of religion. Yet when he came to Jesus, seeking greater enlightenment, he was to find himself hopelessly out of his depth, his mind reeling as he tried to take in what Jesus was telling him. He wanted answers to his questions, loose ends tied up but instead had to take things on trust. So let's hear just what happened that night as we turn now to scripture, which will be read for us by Stuart. Hear the word of God as it's contained in the book of John's Gospel, John chapter 3, reading from verse 1 to verse 17. There was a Jewish leader named Nicodemus who belonged to the party of the Pharisees. One night he went to Jesus and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher sent by God. No one could perform the miracles you are doing unless God were with him. Jesus answered, I'm telling you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a grown man be born again? Nicodemus asked. 
He certainly can't enter his mother's womb and be born a second time. I am telling you the truth, replied Jesus. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. A person is born physically of human parents, but he is born spiritually of the spirit. Do not be surprised because I tell you that you must all be born again. The wind blows wherever it wishes. You hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. It is like that with everyone who is born of the Spirit. How can this be? asked Nicodemus. Jesus answered, You are a great teacher in Israel, and you don't know this? I am telling you the truth. We speak of what we know and report, what we have seen, yet none of you is willing to accept our message. You do not believe me when I tell you about the things of this world. How will you ever believe me when I tell you about the things of heaven? And no one has ever gone up to heaven except the Son of Man who came down from heaven. As Moses lifted up the bronze snake and a pole in the desert, in the same way the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to be its judge, but to be its saviour. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Thank you, Stuart. We continue in our worship by singing hymn 187, There's a Whiteness in God's Mercy, hymn 187. surprising if we didn't. For the gospel concerns realities beyond this world, truths that stretch and often defy comprehension. And there's nothing wrong with admitting we can't get our heads round such things. Indeed, only by doing so can we hope to find the answers that we're looking for. And today Stuart has read for us the story of a man a man who came to Jesus with his questions. Just who was this man, Nicodemus? And why did he arrive on Jesus' doorstep at night? Well, Nicodemus was a Pharisee, 
a man who had made a promise to spend all of his life keeping the Jewish laws. The scribes, well, they worked out the last detail of just how the law should be interpreted. And the Pharisees, of which Nicodemus was one, they dedicated their lives to keeping these very detailed and legalistic laws. They set themselves apart from ordinary life in order to pursue their goal of living exactly by the rule book. And Nicodemus, well, he wasn't just any old Pharisee. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Court of the Jews. So Nicodemus was an important man in Jesus' time, a high region, if you like, a member of the establishment. And this is the man who arrived to see Jesus at night, in the dark. Perhaps he arrived under cover of darkness because he didn't want to be seen visiting this radical rabbi. Perhaps he arrived at night because he wanted to have time with Jesus on his own. And we know that throughout the day, Jesus was always to be found surrounded by people. And there would have been little opportunity for a private conversation. No matter, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. And he came to Jesus prepared to admit that Jesus must be a teacher sent by God. When he said this to Jesus, Jesus replied with the statement that no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Strange words, which Nicodemus, not surprisingly, chooses to hear literally as meaning a physical birth from a woman's womb. Jesus, with the infinite patience that he normally displayed, explained that unless a person is born from above, born of the Spirit, that person will not be able to enter the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Not surprisingly, Nicodemus struggles with what Jesus is saying. And Jesus questions Nicodemus, saying, you're Israel's teacher, and you do not understand these things. However, Jesus being the good teacher that he was, he continued to talk to Nicodemus. At this point, we've absolutely no idea how Nicodemus responds to Christ's teaching. But we do know that he struggled with this idea of being born again, of spiritual rebirth. And I wonder how many of us are a bit uncomfortable with that phrase, born again. A different translation puts it as born from above. But let's be in no doubt. Let's be in no doubt that Jesus is quite clear. He is quite clear that unless we are changed by the Spirit... We cannot see the kingdom of God. It is vital that we believe in Jesus and that we are spiritually reborn. A spiritual rebirth can be like a natural birth. For some, it's quick and easy. For others, it's a protracted struggle. To put it a different way, for some, believing in Jesus and being spiritually reborn will be like the turning on of a powerful light in a dark room. For others, it will be like the gradual dawning of a new day as the sun climbs over the horizon and daylight begins to creep through the chink in the curtains. The struggle, the length of the rebirth does not matter. The end result is the same. The end result, being in the light having experienced that spiritual rebirth. At the end of today's Gospel reading, we're unsure as to what has happened to Nicodemus. Was he born again, or was he still struggling to come into the light? Let's hear what Nicodemus might have been thinking. I didn't know if I was coming or going. One minute he was talking about himself, the next of God, and the next of the Spirit almost as though they were the same thing. I'd seen already that God was working through him, even if my fellow Pharisees struggled with the idea. How else could you explain what he was doing? But as we talked together, he seemed to imply more than that, that he spoke for the Father himself, and somehow in his own person brought the Spirit among us. I was baffled, 
mystified. Yet he didn't seem surprised. If anything, the opposite. Oh, he teased me a little, pointing out that as a teacher of Israel, I of all people should have known such things. But if I understand him correctly, he didn't so much expect me to unravel the mystery as to accept that I can't, to realise that it is a mystery and always will be. God as three persons? Could you seriously be suggesting that? It's preposterous, surely even blasphemy. Yet somehow, somehow I've not been able to dismiss it from my mind. For in a strange way, it seems to make sense. He did show me God as no other has done. And the spirit moved not only through him, but also through those followers of his. Almost as though he'd passed it on and it was still with them after he died. It's hard to believe, impossible to believe that God is three in one, yet one in three. Yet, do you know what? I really think it's true. As I said earlier at the end of today's gospel reading, we're unsure as to what has happened to Nicodemus. Was he born again or was he still struggling to come into the light? From the later writings of John, we know that he stood up for Jesus to a certain extent when the temple guards had failed to bring Jesus in for questioning. And it seems at that time as if Nicodemus was still struggling to accept Jesus as the Messiah. He was a work in progress. And then, then we move on to Good Friday. Good Friday, when Jesus was crucified in front of huge crowds. And who is it that appears publicly with Joseph of Arimathea? None other than Nicodemus. Nicodemus bringing with him a large quantity of expensive spices with which to prepare Christ's body for the grave. It may have taken some time, but Nicodemus, the Pharisee, the member of the Sanhedrin, is openly saying then, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I am one of his disciples. And that, that is what Jesus wants for each one of us. He wants each one of us to say, I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in Jesus Christ. And that, that's Christ's purpose in coming into the world. And God, well, God has a plan for each one of us, just like he had for Nicodemus. Sometimes, sometimes we see and recognise what God wants of us immediately. Sometimes we see what God wants and we choose to ignore him. Sometimes we have difficulty seeing what God's purpose is for us, for we can only see clearly with God's help. We need to have faith. Do we need to understand what's happening at an intellectual level? I don't believe so. I don't believe that we can understand at an intellectual level. Society today would have us question everything. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we shouldn't question things because it's through questioning things and discussing things that we learn and that we grow. But what I'm trying to say perhaps is this, it's having faith, believing in God, and in his risen son, Jesus Christ. That is not an intellectual exercise. It's not something we need to be able to intellectually understand. An analogy would perhaps be with your car. You get into it, you switch it on, and you drive it. You don't need to know how it works to be able to use it. And it's the same with so many other devices, mobile phones, computers, iPads, so on. We don't need to know how they work to be able to use them, to be able to benefit from them. It's the same with God's spirit. We do not understand it, but we can see its effects. Jesus talked to Nicodemus of the wind. We can't see the wind, but we can feel it, and we can see the effects it has on our surroundings. And so it is with God's spirit. We can feel its effects within our lives, we can see its effects in both our own lives and in the lives of others. Jesus was not born into the world to condemn the world, 
but to save the world, the whole world. Jesus came not to judge, but to forgive. He came to reach out to all people everywhere. Some of us, like Paul, reach out to Jesus the first time his hand is stretched towards us and experience what is often described as being born again. Some of us, like Nicodemus, come to faith more slowly without that sudden conversion. For some, the rebirth is sudden and perhaps traumatic and dramatic. For others, the rebirth is a much gentler experience. And for others still, it's a lengthy struggle. But there is no right or wrong way to come to know Christ. It can take time from meeting Christ to believing in Christ to being prepared to meet Christ publicly at the cross. And spiritual rebirth, well, it's not the end of the process. Each one of us is a work in progress, a work being shaped, being shaped by God, ready to be his hands and feet in this world, ready for his kingdom. I'd like to finish by remembering what is one of the best known verses from today's reading. For God did not send his son into the world to be its judge, but to be its saviour. Yes, really, the world and all of it, not just the chosen few, the world and all of it. And yes, that does mean them and them and them, as well as you and me. No, it can't be, can it? Yes, it can be, and it is. Really? Them? Really? For them too? This is amazing. Yes, it is truly amazing. But don't just stand there. Don't just sit there. Don't be silent. This is the good news. Nicodemus came to hear the truth. He came, he heard, and went. He had questions too. And that's okay. It's all okay. For God did not send his son into the world to be its judge, but to be its saviour. Amen. And to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all glory and praise forever. Amen. And now we worship God again in the hymn 550, as the deer pants for the water. Hymn 550.
like to pray with you a reflective prayer written by a group of fairly local ministers. And this prayer uses the verses of the song, Thank You for the Night, as a refrain. So let's pray. God of day and night, light and darkness, activity and rest, we thank you for the rhythm of each day, of the year and of our lives. Remind us that we do not always have to be busy and doing. There is a time for working and a time for rest. Thank you for the night, the sign that day is done, that life is meant to rest and sleep to come. God of life-creating word, of thunderous roar and still, small voice, we thank you for the beauty of sound, poetry and prose music and song. Remind us that we do not always have to be surrounded by noise. There is a time for speaking and a time for silence. Thank you for the quiet as silence scatters sound while God in both is waiting to be found. God of darkness and of light, confidence and doubt, understanding and confusion. We thank you for questions that force us to go deeper and make our faith our own. Remind us that we cannot know everything and do not need to. There is a time for darkness and a time for light. Thank you for the dark to complement the light, as insight, open-eyed, replaces sight. God of life and death, and whatever may lie beyond, we thank you that nothing can take us beyond the reaches of your love. Remind us that we receive by giving, find by losing, and live by dying. There is a time for holding on to life and a time for letting go. Thank you for the word which darkness can't contain, that life laid down is raised to life again. God of joyful days and troubled nights, restful sleep and worried waking, we give thanks that for Jesus, who knew the best and worst of being human, remind us that there is nowhere we can go that he has not already been. There is a time for everything, but no time when you are not there. Thank you for the night, a measure of your care. In darkness, as in light, Lord, you are there. Thanks be to God. Amen. The choir will now sing the anthem as our offerings are brought forward.
prayer should be led for us by Stuart. Let us now dedicate our offering for the blessings of this day and all our days. We thank you, gracious God. Accept, we pray, not just this money, but also our lives freely offered in gratitude for all you have done for us. Use them both in this place and wherever you might take us. Amen. And now we have our prayers for others. Loving God, we trust that you will hear us as we bring before you our prayers for others. Throughout today and every day and every part of your world, countless men and women will worship you, trusting their lives to you and your promise of salvation. We pray for them. We pray especially for all who worship at risk of their lives and ask that you will protect them in their danger and keep them faithful, come what may. We remember all who are called to lead your people and pray that they may be given clarity of vision to follow their calling. We pray for the church in this town as it reshapes itself to face the challenges of today's world. Let us trust that the decisions will be accepted without rancor but with justice, care and equality. In many ways, the world is in a dark place just now. We remember the fighting in Ukraine and Russia, Afghanistan, Syria, Somalia and Yemen, and so many other parts of the world. May those who exercise power in every land be ruled not only by their heads, but by loving hearts, to create a brotherhood between all men and women and all nations. We pray for all those caught up in these conflicts, the oppressed and the oppressors. May they find peace, hope and justice through the light of Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. It seems that death and disaster stalks many lands whether through natural events such as earthquakes, floods or famine, or as, or as a result of human errors such as the drowning of refugees in the shipwreck or death in a rail crash. Bless all those who work to rescue those in distress and those who bring relief. Inspire generosity and compassion in all our hearts. May Jesus, the great comforter, wipe the tears from the eyes of all those caught up in these tragic events. We pray for families, those who are struggling financially, who have to make the choice between food or heat. We pray for families who struggle with violence or abuse, with drugs or alcohol. May they find help and support. Be with the homeless, that they may find shelter. May Jesus, who grew up in a loving family, help and support them in their hour of need. Take care of those who look after the sick or injured, doctors, nurses, and all who work in the NHS, struggling to cope with what seems like an overwhelming workload. At the end of their working day, may they find rest and peace. Throughout his life, Jesus was with people in their joy and sorrow, in their weakness and fear. We thank you for the experience of your nearness in our own lives, and we pray that all our neighbours and friends, all those who we know at work or in our leisure time, those who we like and those who we dislike, that all may know your love, your light and your presence. In the quietness of our hearts and minds, we remember and pray for those known to us who are struggling with their illness, their loneliness, their sadness of a loss, 
Their agony of mind as they search for meaning in life. Be especially near them today. And may the peace which passes all understanding be with them all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. Thank you, Stuart. We close this morning's service of worship by singing hymn number 644, O Jesus, I have promised to serve you to the end. Hymn number 644. Thank you.